0: One, two, one, two. We are live, Labor Day edition of the GYGB War Report show. I'm your co host, Roberto Flack, joined by. My the GYGB war report show. I've whoa, co-hosted. got a little delay here. Flat, hold on. on <laughs> the
1: GYGB the radio delay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: There we go, there we go. Let's start this one more time. It's like the
1: radio. We're
0: live, yeah, we're a live show, man. <laughs> we are live here. Uh, like I said, Labor Day edition, the GYGB war report. I'm your co-host of Brutal Flack. Let's try this again, my man. Cold Train, what is popping? What's good, my dude? Heat wave. Heat wave,
1: yeah, I'm man. like a Floridian <laughs> up this joint. <jungle. laughs>
0: Yo, we're like we're at that that literal halfway point of the year, man. I mean, any any way you can slice it, we're past the summer. Er, you know, all the kids are going back to school. Did y'all start so, school back down there? Oh, we've been back. Like it's just like a word. We, Week two going on week three, you know we start okay. early the
1: year, man. But you know, we get crazy. Out. That, yeah, crazy that you said that because back in the day when I used to go to Disney with my peoples, we would go like around this time because we didn't go back till after Labor Day.
0: Right, I remember yeah. that. that. Yeah, up it, north, it's not the case anymore. Like y'all. Like,
1: well, it's it's sporadic. You know, uh, I'm on the outskirts of the city, so right, they right. don't start back until after Labor Day. But the city within the inner limits. It's uh now, like so people started this week. This week was, some started last week, but the vast majority started this week. Word, word, yeah, I mean that's, it's after this weekend, it's
0: a, it, that's pretty much when all the kids go back. So it's pretty much the beginning of the fall season or, or y'all call it winter, right? Like this is the point where y'all
1: call it. But we get fall, fall is oh, from like okay, September yeah. to November. Uh this really December is from is, is but it's crazy because it don't really get cold until like November. Like right. it's warm up until like November. Like October start getting cooler. Um, but it don't really start to become we never really get a true fall season, like it goes from summer straight to winter. Like we never right. get like a true, like a hoodie type seat pullover type jacket type season. We never really get that. Well, the cold really comes in like January. Oh, the, Right, well, the hawk, the hawk hawk, come in January, but, but, but uh transitions happen in December, though. Yeah, true. I mean, November, my bad. Yeah, late November.
0: But usually, uh, at least in the boxing world, man, we usually see that January, or excuse me, that September is the beginning of the fall season of boxing. You know, we're already past the first, really the first half of the year, if not more, because, I mean, we're already past the summertime we've seen some fights in August uh but you know summertime is usually the slow period but September the onslaught (laughs) you know uh this weekend obviously Labor Day weekend you know really not much going on at all but following that Danny Sean Porter live on Showtime then followed by the obvious uh fight we're all waiting for and you know we're still you know as the crew Going to be speaking about Canelo Triple G 2 They had the the open media workouts. Um, I got a chance to see yesterday, so I'll, you know, we'll touch on that real quick. But uh, beyond that, Anthony Joshua, Alexander Povetkin, the following week. So September is like you know, I kind of you know ushering in the fall season. There's some fights in October. Some fights hopefully materializing for November and december to kind of uh wrap up the year and then this whole wilder uh fury fight that at one point we were hearing uh a couple days ago that fury might have been balking at it and now we're hearing he's all for it and you know it looks as if is going to happen um but yeah that's that's pretty much the fall season for right now i mean we don't we don't have any uh other secure dates as far as like you know the high profile fights but I guess it's a segue into like what we wanted to talk about briefly. Like I said, there's not no major fights going on this weekend, but you know, there's still topics in the air that you know the you know we want to kind of just put out there and start a discussion. Um, the first, I mean, really, I guess it's dealing with one guy, but it kind of relates to the umbrella of the PBC slash Showtime fighters. Um, you know, w- when this whole and we talked about it, you know, earlier in the day, man. Like, the, like really, the history of how all this happened because it's it's almost it's almost like a saga, like <laughs> that that began back, like, man, two thousand thirteen. You know, like you could go as far back uh, to when Oscar De La Hoya and Canelo were fighting on Showtime, and then this this little way, well, not even little, but like this tsunami of talent. Left Golden Boy, along with Richard Schaefer and Al Heyman, who were working with Golden Boy, and independently took all these guys over to Showtime in this this like monumental wave again wave of talent that it, like none of us following boxing over the years have ever had kind of like ever seen before. You know, like just all these guys that we had seen on these pay per views and HBO dates just now under the Showtime umbrella, which thus created the PBC um, conglomerate—I guess you want to call it—but since then, um, and, and you know, we're going to get to one of the guys that is under this umbrella, who is one of the guys that we're like, look, like out of all these fighters, uh, he's like one of the top guys that we're keeping our eye on, and thinking at least right now is going to be a major player down the road and that's jamal charlo but i'll ask you train man um one of the biggest complaints or criticisms from these from the, the pbc conglomerate and these fighters and we were going down the line of fighters on here man is you know one of the big complaints is the lack of activity with these guys i mean there's a line of fighters this year man that have only fought once and very likely will only fight once and some of these guys are you know fighting their second fights but maybe not the most challenging fights um but what's your take on like just how everything is right now as it relates to these top level guys that we want to see get
1: more notoriety but like are not fighting man i think i think that what happened with uh mayweather let me fix my computer Hold up, my bad. Well, you you was talk. Can you see me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we good. All right. Um, well, you was talking about Floyd and the whole transformation from Showtime, from HBO to Showtime, and remember, it was Floyd that got the five fight deal from Showtime, and at that time, we, none of us really thought Floyd was going to carry that five fight deal out. We was like, he going to retire before then. Yeah, I remember. We all we all know what he. Pretty much ended with was it the Pacquiao fight? Was that the last fight that he ended with? Was that his fifth fight? Oh, Berto, Berto. Oh yeah, How can. <laughs> I forget that. <laughs> you know, anyhow, I think what happened was to your to your to your question was Floyd laid a foundation and a blueprint for fighters. Now, this particular foundation is a is is a format, is a formula for success, gradual success. Floyd, and you, you always talk about this, Roberto, offline. Off you always say, I think sometimes people and fighters forget the the, the 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 hard work, blood, sweat, and tears that Floyd had to go through to get to where he is.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Now, today, with these fighters that you talk about that's under that particular, but then you take Keith Thurman for instance, right? In the grand scheme of things, Keith Thurman fought one, well, you can say two fighters, two elite fighters. Not elite, but two fighters from his of his peers. Sean Porter and Danny Garcia. And he beat both guys. Fair and square. You know, he he beat them. That being said, that's still not enough to warrant: all right, I'm only gonna fight once a year. I'm gonna dictate this, that, and the third when your largest purse is what's his, what's Keith Thurman's largest purse to date? Oh I don't know, like uh three million maybe he made three million. okay. His largest purse is three million to date. His biggest fight, you could arguably say, probably was with Danny. I know Rod is not gonna agree with me agree with me there, but Danny, you understand when I s- understand when I say Danny, because Danny fights at the Barclays Center in New York. He's from Philly, which is still a two-hour drive. New York is a heavy populated uh, Puerto Rican area, as is Philly. So that was more of a Danny crowd than Keith Thurman crowd. So that was Danny's, That he was riding Danny's fan weed. So my point, this isn't just about Keith Thurman in particular. This is just about these fighters, they have this mindset like they're superstars and they're not yet. Like you hear them talk about, this, you know, this guy, and this is all Floyd's type talk, but again, Floyd got to this point by earning his way here and right. dictated, well, who did you go, you heard Danny just tell keep Ter- uh, Terrence Crawford is, step your resume up and then come see me. Like, y'all dudes ain't fighting nobody really. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I found that funny too, you, you know? know. like... <laughs> It,
0: That's it, hilarious to me when them dudes talk like that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say Danny didn't have like a, a, you know, his 140 resume, you know, ain't too shabby, you know, like. But at the same time, man, there's no reason. Like,
1: his, everybody's equal. Was, no, put it, put it like this, right? And then you listen. You can say this about Crawford. Crawford. You can say this about Spence, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter. None of y'all dudes have solidified y'all selves as okay. He looks different from the rest, right? Yeah. So even like you know we're we're, we're big on Earl Spitz and Terrence Crawford, in our camp. But all that being said, we still have to see them fight the so-called elite in, in their weight classes. Even though we we all agree that we think Keith Thurman, excuse me, uh, Crawford, or Spitz will beat the rest of the guys, but still they still those fights still have to happen, and the other guys are on some, like, well, y'all didn't fight nobody. Y'all got to prove it first. Well, they, they're they trying to get these fights to happen. Y'all telling them to earn earn their spot. First of all, everybody's the same me. You can't talk. That's like me tell, talking to you like you're 10. You know what I mean? We're both equals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't <laughs> talk. Another 30-year-old fighter talking to another 28 or 29-year-old fighter, you telling him he needs to step his weight up. No, that's not the way it works. Like, the problem that you got is these dudes are taking a successful module, uh, let me rephrase that. A finished off successful module, not the process of it. You know, we in Philly I mean, trust the process. That's a good way to put it. That's a good you know way to put it. what I'm saying? Like they, they want to skip the process and go to the and go right to the finished product. Well, who I, I that's comical to me. Keith Thurman was talking like that too. Like how uh, Danny was talking like step your name up. There's, and listen, boxing is a business first. Technically they're right. Like they have for and better op- opponents, but Earl Spence went to to the UK. To, in my opinion, in my opinion, for one of the better welterweights in Kell Brook that okay. none of them guys would have did. None of them would have did, and, and 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 stopped him in his hometown. Crawford, listen. There's the whole politics with top rank and PBC and all that. Listen, I get all that, but at the end of the day, to just to wrap up, and, I, and I'll pass back off to you. These dudes, they just they, they they they're taking what Floyd did and they they're flipping and bouncing it, as my man Ghost said on some on some bull-ish. You know <laughs> what I mean? They shark biting what Floyd did, you know. Niggas been off of Nas' album cover, took his little idea and ran with it type type situation. But they flipping and bouncing it on some
0: nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I mean that I mean you hit a lot of points, man. The thing the thing too is is that you you figure these guys right now, man, are in their primes. You know, when you talk about the Thurmans, the Danny's Sean Porters, and look, Danny and Sean Porter are fighting. But look, man, let's keep it a buck, man. At, at some point, at some point, and, and it's gonna be a lot sooner than later. All these guys have to fight. Because the well is running dry, man. And I think what's happened for these past few years, man, I mean, you look at Danny's resume, man. Like, look, since the Matisse fight, man, like he's had the the, the, the Keith Thurman fight's been the only notable fight he's had. But, yo, it, it, it becomes a deal where these guys are getting the payouts against fighters that it's just... You know, for you to make, like, 1.2 mil fighting, like, a Salka or one of these guys, man, like, where's the urgency to go fight, like, a tough fight for only, like, a little bit more money, you know? And back in the day, there was, like, a tier system where, you know, you right. fought a level of fighter. This is what you made. You went up a notch. You made this. You fought the the top world, you know, the, the well, I mean, not pay-per-view back then, but world title fight, high-profile you'd make that money, but it's like, these guys are making that money fighting guys here. So that is when, when this whole thing started, like that was my biggest concern were these guys just weren't very hungry to fight. Um, like outside of Errol Spence, again, who went to the UK, like none of these guys, like they, none of these guys like really, are looking at, at, at the end of the road. Like they're just looking at the exit sign where why, why we big up Spence and Crawford is like, we see like the next 10 years of these guys with the other guys we mentioned, like, I don't even know about the next five. So it's crazy, man. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think, uh, with Danny, man, like this is to your point, he's in a crossroads fight. Porter too. But Danny for years has always been like, the, you know, highly regarded, you know, but uh, I mean, we'll get to him next week, man. I mean, that's going to be, you know, the, the prediction show and, and, and all that. But the one guy I really wanted to touch on tonight, man, and I think it's because of how the division looks right now, middleweight. I mean, look, we got uh, Canelo, Triple G in a couple of weeks. Man, I can't believe it's already a couple of weeks um you know that's going to decide like three-fourths or two well really two-fourths and lineal status of the middleweight championship outside of that we have uh Danny Jacobs uh Sergey Derby and Chenko they're fighting for the IBF title and now Demetrius and, and I said this earlier man I've been calling this dude for years Andrade I guess it's Andrade like he even said it himself so like my mistake. Demetrius Andrade, Billy Joe Saunders, they're fighting for the WBO title. Now here's the thing, man. Jamal Charlo is over at Showtime and he's just like kind of sitting there like twiddling his thumbs because he's, all right, look, he's the mandatory for the WBC and like we get that, but look, funny enough, the guy (laughs) that's fighting in a couple of weeks who's the WBC champion now, how long did he wait? Like two, three years being a mandatory? Like that doesn't guarantee you anything, man. But I think at this point, man, with with Jamal Charlo, I mean, before I pass it to you, um, what we gotta remember with with all these guys, the PBC fighters is that none of these guys are signed to Showtime. They're not obligated to Showtime. This is really, like, just like some handshake ish, some like pound, you know, type of loyalty stuff because of Al Heyman. And, you know, we're hearing, you know, th- that Al Heyman has struck a deal with Fox um, and not like buying dates, like, got like a legit lengthy deal that they haven't really officially announced yet, but it's it's pretty much like through the industry that, you know, an announcement is coming at some point. but. Um, you got to look at Jamal Charlo and and think like, man, like he's got to land at least one of these fights, not Canelo triple G, but either one of these, um, IBF or WBO middleweight title fights or fight the winner. Because for him, for me, for him to get to Canelo triple G, he's got to at least gain one of those straps. Cause I I mentioned to somebody that he's not a pay-per-view star, Um, he's not, he's still like not widely known, but adding like a belt or or fighting other guys is just going to add more for there to be like some legitimacy for him to fight, you know, Canelo or Triple G because we know that ain't going to happen right away. So like, do you think at this point, man, like he should just try to hit up Al and be like, Hey man, like. I, I could fight this dude over here. I could fight this dude over there. Cause like, who's he going to fight on showtime, man?
1: You know, you need you to, need do to sometimes, sometimes. outside the box thinking with these fighters. And it happened with triple G a couple of years ago. You know, we were kind of in this boat with him where he had nobody to fight. Uh, he was waiting on Canalo. The, the public demanded it. They wanted it. and, Triple G found this guy in Kell Brook. Now, it, crazy is the fight Sam. You know, when we first talked about you heard about it, we was like, okay, well, we know what's going to happen in this fight. You know, but at the same time, Triple G needed something outside the box type of situation to to take place. Listen, and, and it happened. Bernard Hawkins, Fort Trinidad, and De La Hoya, you know, um, and so on and so forth. I just think that with the Charlo, t- with Jamal, he needs to – him and I need to come up with a. They need to come up with a solid game plan. You know, they need to come up with a, with a, a, a two-year plan. I think. Or well, even a one-year plan. One, two, whatever. Two. They're still relatively young, so I would say a two-year plan that leads to Canalo, whatever that looks like, how it looks like. Then a problem that you're going to have is, it's not like you could put, see normally in a situation like this. You could put somebody on another guy's mm-hmm. undercard. That's the way it used to go. But because of all these different. Networks mm-hmm. promotion beefs, not that there wasn't that before, but it just seemed like back then it was easier to get fights done because HBO was pretty much the network, no matter yeah. right, you right. Call you feel right. Me? so it was a lot more easier to get done. And Showtime and HBO co promoted stuff in the past, so it's not like that can't be done, anyhow. To your question, you have to come up with a some. Remember, remember, um, Eddie Hearn was like if he promoted the Twins, they will be a lot more popular. You remember when he said that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was like, you know, I just think these guys should be a lot more popular. I agree. I mean, I agree. I mean, they're, 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 they're more into – they're more – look, Odell Beckham just got $65 million a day, right? And I told my cousin, I said, listen, one of the reasons – now, they don't like to give – look, especially in the NFL, to give players $65 million that's not a quarterback, it rarely ever happens in the NFL. But because of his popularity, because of his relationship with the youth, women, the culture, that's why he got that 65 million. So it relates back to boxing like you got like these dudes are relate like they are all over social media. A lot of people know who they are that don't follow boxing because they're just they're all over there. So I think you gotta ride that wave and like capitalize off of it. Come up with something creative, you know. Maybe he can fight somebody at a. Ke- I don't know. I don't know. But they got. They got to come up with something. And to your point, Andrade. I didn't know that's how he pronounced his name. I thought it was. I thought, thought, he, thought he says Andrade. So I'm like, all right, Andrade. No, I'm bad. Andrade. Andrade. Um. Who else is up? Daniel Jacobs. Now here's the tricky part about Danny uh, Daniel Jacobs. He's a Heyman guy, but he fights on HBO, right? And he signed to. And he signed to Matchroom. He signed. And to... right. So that's a fight right there that could be somehow you got to make that fight. Because like you said, they only got a handshake deal with Showtime. So why can't Jamal Charlo fight Daniel? Dan, what do Daniel Jacobs got to lose at this point?
0: Yeah. The, the funny part with Danny Jacobs is he has, um, I think only, yeah, this Durvonchenko fight that happens next month. Or no, I'm sorry, in October. He He only has one. That's his last HBO date. Okay, well, cool then. Like, but listen. he, but he's probably gonna
1: sign with the, the zone, you know. So, right. <laughs> I mean, listen. At, at the end of the day, yeah, they need to get creative. The, the they need to, like I said, they need to come up with a game plan. The same way Triple G, it has to be a game plan that leads to cannot. Like you gotta, you have to force these. The way you force fighters' hands are, you know, um. You fight a guy that maybe gave another guy, you know how boxing go. You you fight a guy that gave another guy trouble and say, See, look, look what I did with this guy that he could. This has been going on in boxing since the beginning of time.
0: Yeah. Well, to your point, um, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, Yeah, I thought you were. (laughs) Um, this dude, I'm looking at the chats. Jawan Wilcox is saying, Willie Monroe versus Jamal is happening. Hashtag save the file. So, but that's like what I'm saying, though. Like, uh, what, what were we gonna
1: get out of that fight? Yeah, you know? like, like it's a, it, that, see, that's see, that's not gonna get him to Canalo. Him beating oh, not, up.
0: Absolutely not. You know, what um, happened? I, I mean, I'm just trying to look at the one one sixty division, man. And again, it's now like now here's here's like the irony when we talk about like Bud, like. This is almost like the problem Bud has. I was going to say,
1: it's it's, (laughs) Bud is no, no, Bud is actually worse because Bud is more of an accomplished fighter than Jamal Charlo is. Yeah, yeah, he's actually kind of worse if you ask me. Yeah, though, yeah, see,
0: the situation with Bud though is, yeah, because like Charlo doesn't have an obligation to a network or a promoter per se, you know. Uh, it, it, where Bud does, you know, he is signed the top rank and this whole deal with ESPN. He ain't fighting outside of that umbrella unless it's a pay-per-view type of scenario. That, like, that's the only way I think Bud ends up fighting these guys. You know, it's just it's only because like you, they're not gonna have their fighter fight on another. Net. It's just it's just not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? So, so, somebody's design right now.
1: Somebody told me this a while ago about sharks. I'll never forget this statement somebody said. They said, I don't like about sharks in an aquarium. They was like, I don't like going to go see sharks in an aquarium. I was like, why not? He's like, why well, would I don't want to see a killer caged in and, and not in their natural habitat? That's what Bud is like. He's like a shark in an aquarium. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. On the tranquilizers. <laughs> he can't go. <laughs> he really can't hunt and attack you know, like he's supposed to do because he listen all his stuff is around him. All these other fighters that he more than likely can beat, that he never probably gonna get I mean I gonna say never because we don't know what's gonna happen. Like he's what 31 he'll be 31 this year, right? 31 that's the thing, man. It's like that's the thing
0: we like when we talk like it, so when one thing we keep stressing is like like Jamal is like 20 the twins are 28, right? he's 31, man, Spence is 27, Canelo is 28, you know, so, you know, Bud has like, that That clock is ticking, but uh, look, again, man, like, we're, you know, it ain't 82, 83 anymore, and like, we know, like, right. for all we know, Bud can be 37 and still be at, like, platinum. oh, you know, I'm not, we're not retiring. But, yeah. But, yeah. again, like, it, it, it still draws concern as it relates to, the next the, his trajectory for the next like five years, you know, or, or even let's even make like three, you know, because um, right now, man, like beyond this Benavides Jr. fight in October, you look at the rest of 2019. And again, I think this is why 2019, while we've been real critical of 2018, I think some major stuff's going to happen in 2019, man, only because it's at a point now where like, look, we're talking about this Jamal fight fighting somebody like things are going to have to happen and deals are going to have to be made in order but it ultimately and and, and fans got to remember this man it's all up to the fighter at the end of the day man like it and this is why we're saying with Jamal like he needs if he wants this Canelo Triple G fight to your point train they need a map out some type of uh tra- you know some line of trajectory where you could see, like, all right, well, let's see what happens with either one of these title fights and hit up Eddie Hearn. Let's hit up Frank Warren. Let's right. hit up, like, such and such. And just try to make these fights happen. It's not like none of the Al Heyman fighters have fought other guys. It's not like Khan didn't go fight Canelo Alvarez for a, a lot of money. Um, and even if it did come down to it, like, Charlo would have to go fight on HBO pay-per-view right now in 2018, right. spring of 2019, to fight Canelo or Triple G. It just is what it is. But look, he could, like, he he literally could. He literally could. There's no contractual obligation. He's gone on record to say it. Funny enough, he's also said too that he thinks at some point he's going to need a promoter, which I found kind of interesting.
1: I just, I just wish that. I just w- I'll just hope that these fighters and you know, going back to Bud too on this, these guys got to start taking more control of their careers. Like I know that everybody's not going to be this business minded guy type of fighter slash business. Oh, right, right, right. But at the same time, it's like yo, like you should be way more of a like Bud should be fighting these type of dudes that he's fighting. Right? It should be all super fights from here on out. Like you were 30, something like he's did. What else do you want? Because you know what I'm afraid of, Roberto? I'm afraid one of these times he's going to fight one of these guys that we don't know of, and it turns out to be a Sergio Martinez type of situation. Because You know that happens in boxing. Yeah. Not that we never heard of Sergio Martinez, but he kind of like resurfaced. So you know what I mean? Like a guy that I mean, maybe yeah, showed up later. Yeah. yeah. Go back up again late like, because it, ha- it happens, it happens in boxing. I
0: mean, it's still unfortunate sign of like just how boxing is today with the divide. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you would look at I mean you look at this country, man. And as far as like what we're dealing with, as far as like a divide uh, in this country, man, it's parlaying in the boxing, man. It it's the it, ultimate microcosm of life, sports. It is, man. It is, yeah. and and I think um, it's just a disservice to the fighters, really. But I think the fighters ultimately are going to decide are going to make that change as to you know listen man i want to fight this guy and he fights on this network Let, let's figure it out what are we going to do because ultimately man i feel when fighters want to fight fights get made man which well, is i don't know why i mean i understand you know mikey garcia and bob arum have a history but look man it's not like bob's not done fights with other fighters he's had like a bad outing with money's money man which is why you know this whole omenchenko fight and i it's just crazy like that fight can be made you know and then when you think about like i said Jamal versus either one of those guys or even like a Mongia against jermell like that should be happening like a fight or two from now you know but what are the, what's the likelihood of that happening? Um, but I think in 2019, somebody's some of their hands are going to be forced. Like it's just it's almost like the nature of the sport where you're going to run out of fights, you know. And, and it is a business. And these guys eventually, man, I think are hitting toward they're, they're like treading towards each other because it's just we're talking about it. Whether it's Bud, whether it's Jamel or Jamal. Whether it's like Canelo down the line fighting one of these guys, it's it's we're in a period right now where we got to find who the next superstars are. It's one of these guys, man. It's one of these guys. But eventually, they got to fight one another. You know what I mean? Like none of you, you, the sport's not going to thrive if you just have like, oh well, we have our superstar here and our superstar there, and you know, it's 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 not going to pan out, man. And it's not going to it's not going to make for any sales if, like, that's what they're going – which ultimately is what they're going for. We want the big fights, but, um, like the, we said, like, these PBC fighters, man, they they, they got to decide whether or not, like, they, they want to fight or not, man. And, and Jamal, like, we've been, like, looking at for, you know, the last couple of years, especially him now in middleweight, he's in a division, man, where I think outside of maybe – well, really, we could argue – Everybody in that division, man, you could argue he's got a chance to beat, you know. Well, meaning like you know the 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 top two or three, but yeah, man, uh, it's <laughs> things are gonna get interesting. I think when we see that that Fox deal drop, as far as uh, how how things do pan out, because they they need they need more viewership, man. Like we can't see Jamal fighting once a year under five hundred thousand views, you know. Like that's how you expect yeah. to get out there.
1: What 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 fight was on, and it had really low ratings. I forget what was it what, what it was. On Showtime. It was what uh, I'm trying to think. Was it was it Shawn Porter last fight? Who did he fight
0: last? <sighs> he didn't even. He fought on the. Hold up, about to to bring it to wikipedia <laughs> well,
1: no, what somebody fighting into I, I can't remember and we were saying like see this is an example of of you know kind of what we're talking about ratings wise yeah like- well anyway but anyway back to back to uh spence and all those guys that's the thing about it is 2019 you got a couple different scenarios that could play out you got Earl Spence, who to Rada Dawes who always been on board with this. Earl Spence get fed up. I'm tired of waiting around. Let me see what's going on at junior walks week, You know, middleweight, yeah, junior middleweight, junior, junior middleweight. My bad. Which is kind of messed up because it everything is at 147, like monetary wise, business wise. So if Danny beats. Sean Porter, which me and you believe beyond a knockout, and we'll get into the predictions next week, but we're just saying, hypothetically speaking, all the signs are pointing to a Danny victory. And we'll get into the reasons why next week. But if he wins, then what does he do? You think he's going right in fighting the Keith Thurman? Or is he gonna I mean not Keith Thurman, Earl Spence, or is he gonna wait, take a tune up, and then fight Keith Thurman again? And if, Keith, if you're Keith Thurman, you come back fight a tune-up. Are you fighting a tune-up going right to Spence? Are you going to fight a winnable fight, more lucrative fight potentially, that you know you already, you know you already beat Danny once, and you got the potential to beat him again. Now you're talking about 2019 being washed away from a big Way showdown within the PBC, you know, uh, under the PBC umbrella. So now there's only one thing left to do, Crawford and Spence. Like that's another module that needs to be put in place. The problem is yeah. the buildup for it. Like Jeez. now, see, like Spence, like I'm, I'm hearing all, I'm hearing all types of stuff. I got like, I got hollered bread because I saw something earlier or a couple of days ago. Somebody was saying Spence called something about him and J Rock. So I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Then you got the Mikey Garcia situation. So do you think Spence is somebody that could fight
0: simultaneously at 154, four, one forty? I do.
1: I do. I think he's that gifted of an athlete. I, I, I really think he could. Now I don't he, know how long and, he do it. I think for about a year he could do it. And then yeah, it because I, I was going to say because yeah. at some I, point. Not only for about a year. He ain't going to be able to make that 147. I'm, 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 I'm going to keep it honest. I'm going to be honest with you. How old is he right now? He's like 27, I think. Okay, so you know how it is once you hit that 30 mark. Oh. You know, you, you get closer to there. Everything's just stuff just, no matter how shape you, you know, these guys are world-class conditioned athletes right? on a whole nother level. But at the same time, your body reacts different, especially people don't really get the whole weight thing with Boston and how critical it is like one pound you see in weigh-ins how different how, how big one pound the difference one pound makes. so I think to your point maybe about a year he could do that you know other than that it would have to be even 54 because he's trying to move up the middleweight at one point in his career so I think that after this year he's going to have to really make a decision on exactly what is it cuz why are you going to struggle to make welterweight and if you can't land any big fights it makes no sense right right which is why I feel like we're we're kind
0: of teasing with the notion that while we think but, like Crawford Spence is the fight it might be a deal man where he just can't make the weight
1: anymore man i mean no, he, no. No, right or die. To Radad's credit, years. yeah, I mean he's saying the last year, so he's he's been saying that he's like he's not gonna be there but so long. He said he's fights about it. His body is just, just like he's just like a, a nationally strong individual. Like I don't think even if he wasn't boxing, like I just think that's just he's just like one of these little muscle muscle tone type dudes and it's funny and after that all big of this. Athlete.
0: Yeah. I've seen this this article where where Oscar, you know, Oscar's real big he's real big on Spence, he said he would do a Spence Canelo. I know he, he, he would might. No, let he me does. tell you something, man. Yeah, I ain't the fight you want to put your boy in right now, man. I'll be dead honest with you. We talked about this, man. Spence to me in six months can be a
1: middleweight. I know that's why that's why for me it's not that far fetched. Start at you know the you you know the blueprint, junior middleweight. Take a fight. You know, obviously he's not gonna fight to Charlo Jones. That's okay. Fight. You know, uh, uh, somebody up there. You know, two th- two fights. The good thing about it is Canalo's not really a middleweight either. So now, it's two junior. It's two junior middleweights essentially fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's gonna be You know what's gonna be interesting, Roberto. The first punch Canalo takes in two weeks. I, I, I'm I'm curious to see how he reacts to the. I'm f- you, man. Like, we talked
0: about it. I mean, look, we switched gears, it, but I'm telling you, there's 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 weight classes for a reason. There's certain guys that can fight in certain weight classes and not take punishment, and some others that
1: think they can, and it doesn't pan out. <laughs> you know, but. So well, Floyd was the one of the best that ever did it is a reason why he didn't move up to middleweight.
0: Right, because he's smart. Like yeah. he, he knew
1: even right. at, look, I mean look at him. I mean,
0: like even at junior middleweight, you know, you fought an old Oscar, like a, an old like a Kodo wasn't really a junior middleweight. These were like all Walter weights. Really. Yeah, you know, so but he but but it's like Floyd was he's like he was he was saying yo, I could barely weigh a buck fifty-five like walking around. These one sixty guys. He's not, he's not Sugar Ray Leonard.
1: He's not, he's not Ray Leonard with a five ten. Right. Sugar Leonard he is five and legitimately 5'10". Yeah. Like Floyd and like I saw
0: Floyd years ago, man. Like I mean, yeah, he, me too. During when when, he, when when he fought here, um, was it Angel Man Freddie that he beat? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was Angel Man Freddie. Yeah. the South Beach man. He's a and Granny. He was one little dude small guy man like he's 147 now but not that far removed from him being a a, a super featherweight man like he walks around about a buck 48 buck 49 anyway like he's a small guy like he's one he's like 5'8 like Ray Leonard was a big welterweight Tito big welterweight um those guys were like big like even Oscar for like a welterweight was like he was a big light, lightweight, and even super. Um, uh, what do you call it? Super lightweight, but even at, at welterweight, he, you know, he he gained his uh, like he brought, you know, he, he, he was strong. But um, I'm reading what on the chats. The, uh, I've heard he uh, uh, Spence makes 147 easily. Uh, Juan Wilcox. Well, look, here's the thing with that, though. Okay. To train's point initially, that ain't gonna happen much longer, man. And that's what I'm saying. What, what train and, and myself are talking about is like a two, it's a two year window. Let, let's just argue. We got by like 2020 for Crawford and Spence to happen. And the thing is, based on what train was saying earlier, we, we don't know what to do with Thurman is. What's gonna come out with with, if, with Danny and Porter? That's like a two that in itself is like a two year window. So by that point, I don't, I meant Spence, like he walks around like a buck ninety, man. What didn't he say something like he weighed like he a hundred it. pounds? Yeah, he said it, he said it. Look, um, the other, the, the only other freakish welterweight we've seen in our lifetimes has been this is Tommy Hearns. Tommy you know, Hearns. wait. Tommy. And look, you can argue Paul Williams, but But he was a skinny, he was a thin dude. He was thin. Yeah, yeah. Like he packed like I mean just his frame and everything like was just ridiculous. But um I don't know, man. Like I, I, I think uh, you know, we are gonna find out in the next couple of weeks, but <laughs> it's uh, you know, weight classes are are made for a reason. But
1: I don't know. That's no, I mean I-, I mean to to, to, to his point. I mean he does technically he listen you see the workouts what him and the twins are doing so it's it's not that far fetched that the you know he he can make the weight with no problem I think more so what we're saying is that over over a period of time you're not gonna starve yourself to eat yeah. certain foods and right. if it's if it's for no reason that's all we're saying we're not saying he can't make the weight because we, he definitely can make the weight but it's like at what at what expense though? Like what, what why is he why why sacrifice for something that you're not getting in return? You know what I mean? Like it's just it's pointless. Right. So, like to, to your point about Canalo, like Oscar is so called on the record saying that, hey, listen, if, if Spence ever moves up, I'm making that fight. Like he got like this this hit now. That could just all be smoke and mirrors. Who the of hell course. is this? But if I'm a fighter. Canalo is the cash cow in the sport right now. Like, that's what all, all roles lead to him. If I'm a fighter, I'm laying me a module to somehow, even if I'm Crawford for that welterweight, my module is somehow getting to Canalo. Like, it starts at welterweight, and we've seen this through the history of boxing where welterweights become junior middleweights, junior middleweights become middleweights. So it's not like we're talking some far-fetched stuff. And Canalo is the perfect middleweight because he's not really a middleweight. Right. So it's like a perfect... Remember, smaller guys wasn't running up to fight Triple G because, obviously, you know he's a bigger, stronger wall-weight, I mean, middleweight with knockout power, which is a recipe for disaster. Where Canalo is not this one punch knockout guy. The worst thing he could do to you is outbox you. That's the worst case scenario, unless you're a smaller guy like Josito Lopez or Amir Khan, but right. he's gonna knock you out. You know what I mean? But guys that his, that that are his size. And are that are legitimately good. He's not knocking them out. He might. He might out. He he, he definitely. He he listen. He's improved as a fighter. He's he's a lot better than than he when he first started. But at the same time, we're still waiting for that triumphant moment where he legitimately handily beat somebody. But that's a whole another set of story. But to the point about Eric of Earl Smith, it's just that I wouldn't hold my breath about at, you know him staying at welterweight after 2019. If nothing happens this year even early in the year you'll be we'll know early what's going on in 2019
0: yeah yeah and and look and the and the other thing too is you know i was thinking he only fought once this year he actually fought twice i forgot he fought lamont peterson
1: (laughs) i forgot about that what happened with mikey garcia is that dead in the water or just yeah because the whole thing about it is is that
0: that's a pay-per-view fight showtime has to put it on pay-per-view because apparently it's a stupid fight. I just hope that's just don't ever take. It's so it's so was, stupid. But that was my point when I was trying. I mean, I didn't want to get sidetracked, but right. that's why it's like I don't know why he doesn't venture into trying making the Lomachenko fight, which is a lucrative fight in its own right. But look, man, let's beat around the stump being around the bush. It's a much more winnable fight for him, man. Like. Yeah where you can make other money if you want to go to welterweight after i just think like he's shooting himself in the foot where he's daring to be great and we always say like well yeah you know, we, we, we don't asked don't him to do we no, man, like we get like dude like we know you could fight we know you got heart <laughs> yeah and look here's the thing you know boxing is boxing is predicated on the fact that um you know it's based on the demand man like you know granted we didn't get Mayweather Pacquiao for five years. It was a fight in heavy demand. But in most cases, when fights are in demand, they happen. None of us have talked about <laughs> Spence and, and Mikey Garcia. We've we talking about Spence and, and Crawford. Spen- it's so random, right? It's so it's random. random. Like it's random as shit, man. So, look, my thing is for Mikey, yo, like – this should be a blessing in disguise that this what do you call it fight, uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight is happening because that's gonna take presence over, um, what do you call it, uh, Mikey versus uh, Errol Spence. Because look, man, look here, the reality of it is, while and it comes to like my original point as far as just like Showtime and, and these guys are not fighting everybody in different areas in different places where you're not getting that that much um you know viewership man like you're you're fighting like 500,000 000 viewers as opposed to like 1.3 somewhere else or 1.2 somewhere else fighting like other guys you know but in any case um the thing about it man is that it's just um it's just a situation where mikey has the Lomachenko fight that we all want to see like we all want to see this fight I haven't met one boxing fan that has said yo man that that I I, I don't know about this Mikey uh, uh this Mikey uh Spence fight man like that that's a toss of fight like I haven't met anybody man the only thing I've heard from people is like they're patting him on the back for daring to be great man but like to me, like that whole that whole notion, man, is just it's a little ridiculous sometimes. Because at the very end of the day, you the best should be fighting the best within the weight class. I mean, this is what boxing at the very end of the day, even when it was just eight weight classes, it, it they were set up for a reason. Like Mikey, to me, is not like Henry Armstrong that can fight a welterweight and lightweight like it. Unless he's trying to prove that, like, I just don't think he's going to be able to. But I don't know, man. From from the, the, the point is, the, the point is with, with Mikey, well, at least with that fight is it's not going to happen in December because this Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fight is going to be the Showtime pay-per-view for the fall because they're not going to drop like, uh, like what HBO would do is like drop a pay-per-view in November. And like, oh, yeah, by the way. Ha, here's another one for December. They're trying to keep it, you know, where they're 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 gonna keep it in uh early 2019. But like I guess Mikey fought earlier this year. He fought Lipinitz, and then he fights Robert Easter, and then Spence fought Lamont and then Ocampo. Not the for him in particular, he's had a very lackluster like, year where at least with Mikey while he was very, you know much the favorite against robert easter it was a unification fight but i don't know man like i have no interest in that fight i want to see mikey versus lomachenko and the fact that lomachenko is going to fight this dude pedraza who mind you again like well that's something we didn't talk about I mean, not much to yeah I said. <laughs> not much to talk about he I mean, beat beltran sally new wbo uh is it wbo yeah lightweight champion so he's gonna be fighting lomachenko by December, Lomachenko's going to be very likely a two-title holder in that division while Mikey's the other. It's just like common sense. Like, how is this not happening? Like, and why is Mikey looking at a, a, a
1: an Errol Spence fight? It just makes no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm hoping that was just like I said when he first said it. I'm hoping that was just one of those deals where he was just flexing some bare muscles that night and, you know, just bring in more fame to his name. Like, Hey, look, I'll call out the guy that nobody else wanted to call out. And knowing that it had never really, mat- I-, I just can't believe that this fight is going to mat- take. Yo, but
0: they're saying like, there's like a big, like there is like a lot of money, man. Like, I, it looks like it's gonna happen. Oh God. But I'm like, yo, like, now, like, are they doing that because look, there's, you know, we're not we're not here opening Showtime's books and everything, but you know, word around town is their budget has been kind of like borderline capped. So it's like that just a fight that it lands on Showtime anyway because it's just they're able to like take more of that early budget and put it towards that because pay per view. Like, what is Mikey Garcia versus Errol Spence? Oh, I know, really, who's spot?
1: Right, I know. Yeah, I know, man. Well, we got all that to get into. Then next week, we start getting into the fun stuff. So.
0: Yeah, because this is, uh, you know, like I said, we got the long weekend here, man. And, uh, you know, this is going to be the beginning of the fall season, man. So every week, we're going to, you know, we're going to have a fight, uh, you know, next where week. That's we you know? where we at with it every week. Yeah, because, you know, and, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, every every week, this will come into September, man. We It's a major fight, you know, a title fight every single week there i'm I'm drawing a blank as far as what the last month the fight of the month is um and i'll i'll remember obviously after the show wraps up but um really you know next week we're gonna be danny porter we're gonna get deep into it hopefully we get rod on i really want to get rod on next week man because like i
1: want to get his two cents yeah he's big on this he's big on this this fight man the whole i don't know what he thinks porter unless be a i'll let him explain this up next week yeah yeah,
0: yeah we got it that's that's why that because you and i are on the same page yeah something else
1: but but i see his point but again like we I mean, it could like, happen you know anything you know but yeah i don't know i've seen this movie before yeah we're too many worried. times unfortunately
0: <laughs> um also tomorrow night um uh, tuesday night is the the premiere of uh canelo triple g 24 7 like i said uh, earlier in the show, where we saw the the open media workouts, got a little glimpse of both guys. Uh, you know, obviously, just you know for the fans and everything. But we're we're getting close, man. We're gonna do, you know, we do the. Oh wait, I, now that I can mention this, man. So this is what we're, you know, this is what we're planning, and you know, for everybody, you know, checking the show out even on on, uh, you know, through through the rest of the weeks, we're we're planning a live play-by-play i think this is our first official first time yeah we're doing official play-by-play of canelo triple g um not the undercards we're gonna do just the main card and really just to get the full reaction of uh you know what's gonna transpire and you know we saw what happened last year and you know we're, we're expecting some i mean i don't want to say the effery i i'm hoping not but I have uh, I have a huge feeling we're gonna see some like major fireworks and major uh you know eyebrow razors, if you will. So uh, we're we're gonna you know we'll we'll talk into you know into details as far as you know what we're gonna do as the as the weeks come. But you know we're gonna do live play by play myself. I, you guys haven't set up yet where you guys are watching the fight. I think Rods is like the right now the leading candidate for for the fighter. Air train, no. What you say? You, you went out on me. Go ahead, say that. We're I'm seeing like who, I, you guys decided where
1: we're um or where you guys are watching the fights at it, it, it's, it's I talked to Sleep, so it's probably gonna be at R.O.D.'s crib. His crib is what Sleep crib used to be, you know. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's probably gonna be at um ROD's spot. So I, more oh, than like, but we'll all be together regardless. So no, so yeah, so we're gonna do the
0: play by play, man. We'll probably do a quick uh, wrap up show. I'm going to have, you know,
1: a bunch of heads over here, man. So it's going to be dope, man. It's going to be uh
0: very oh, I gotta, nice. um,
1: Speaking of that, I got a uh, – next week I'm going to do, like, a little impromptu show on here uh, oh, for the Danny and uh, Spence fight. I'm going to be at my aunt's crib. My uncle's yeah, what having Danny a Danny and Porter fight, you mean Danny and Porter? <laughs> oh, yeah, not <nah, laughs> <yeah>. that. Yeah, <laughs> let me not start spreading rumors. But anyway, this this is like the ultimate, ultimate casual boxing experience. And I'm, 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 what Rada, Rada, would slit his wrist if he walked through what I'm going to go through. In <laughs> well, my uncle's turning 50, so I kind of got to be there for this situation. Okay, word, word. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like one of my younger uncles that he turned 50. So, anyhow, he. They're having a party for him, and I'm like, "Oh, that's the same night of the Danny and, and, and Porter fight." I mean, I know they're going to have it on, but it's going to be like white noise. Like, this is the this is the house. Real quick, before we wrap up, this is the same house where my uncle turns the channel. Not the one whose birthday it is. This is my aunt's husband. He turns the channel to turn to a playoff game. It was somebody was playing in the playoff. We go back to the fight. Rory Jones is laying on the floor. I don't even tell you. need to tell you what fight that was. The fight? Yeah, the Tarver fight. Oh, we missed it. Oh, oh, damn. We missed it. It's history. That's so funny. channel. So somebody like, yo, turn back. Because they was playing the national anthem. I'm like, you know, as a fight fan, you want to see all that. Like, everything. you want to see everything. You, know, you want will see the fighters' faces. Like, that's all a part of it. But when you are watching it over people houses that don't really care oh, about this sport yeah. like that it's not that stuff don't matter to them. So this dude turns to the basketball. I was needless to say this will be my first I'll be returning back to the same wrestling. Oh my god. <laughs> I've been a bit over there obviously. But this is the first time I watched the fight over there in 14. That was 14 years ago I believe. Yeah, yeah. It was in like 04, right? Oh, 04. I remember yeah. that I remember that night. All right, my dude. Good luck, dude. <laughs> so next week, we back at it. Yeah, yeah. So
0: everybody have a have a safe uh, Labor Day weekend, man. Uh, stay in one piece. Uh, follow us at Guard Your Girl Boxing on Instagram. Uh, appreciate all the follows on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash GYG Boxing, um, as well as uh, Guard Your Girl TV, man. Uh, hit the subscription uh notification buttons man we appreciate it we're coming back every week uh like i said man no fights really this week but uh just getting discussions uh on and popping but like i said september every week man we got a major fight uh danny garcia sean porter next week we're gonna uh, give our predictions our full analysis on that fight the following week the big one canelo triple g like i said we're gonna do the live play-by-play um you know, obviously we're not showing the fight. We want to, like, stay on YouTube and and everything. But, you know, we're going to give our live reactions as, uh, to what transpires. Uh, and then beyond that, man, we got the rest of the month, man, P- uh, fights popping. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what pans out for uh, November. And then if this Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder fight gets finalized, I'm hearing it's uh, close too. But that's pretty much it, man. We'll be back next week. And until next time, peace.